Praise the Lord. So we, as I was saying, I'm so thankful to have with us tonight my dear friend, Brother Horst Kraus. He pastors in Augsburg, Germany, as well as Munich, Germany, and he leads our churches uh, in Germany as well as Northern Italy, and he is a great preacher. One of my favorite times I ever had with Brother Kraus was on the Audubon. When I put that hammer down on that car and went so fast, and uh, how fast did I go? Like 140 or something like that? 160, ooh, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And, and, and I posted, I, as soon as I gave him the car back, it's legal there, there's no speed limit on the Audubon. And as soon as I let him drive, um, I, I put a little video that he had made and my sister hadn't called or texted me in years and within 15 seconds, <laughs> she was on the phone mad at me. Amen, I could, but uh, anyway, that, that, that was one thing. But, but not only that, but we've had so many good times in church together and being with them in their church and in their conferences and having him here. He is a great preacher and I'm excited to have him here and I'm so thankful for the work that he and his family are doing. Uh, he's got a beautiful family. He and Sister Sharon and their children are, are doing a work for the Lord and when you go to their church, you see all their children involved, you see all their children working in the kingdom and uh, he is a man of high regard and we love we love Brother Horst Kraus. Amen. So I want you, if you will, to stand in honor to the man of God as he comes. Amen. And let's put your hands together and welcome the man of God, our missionary, Brother Kraus. Hallelujah. Praise God, everyone. Thank you so much for this kind welcome. And Thank you, Brother Vasquez, uh, for having us tonight. And you may be seated for a moment. It's so great to be here. And um, it's, it's wonderful to be in the house of God tonight. Whenever there's a storm, especially tornado stuff going on, I, I better be in the house of, house of God. Amen. This is the best place to be, I guess. Amen. You got to understand, I'm from Germany. We don't have stuff like that. We don't have no tornadoes and stuff. So... I was in Arkansas the other day, and they told me there's a tornado warning. I don't know what that is. It's a tornado. So the pastor told me, he said, uh, well, it really gets bad when the sirens go off. So I, but he, and he said, but that never happens. It just, it just never happens, you know. So, so I was like, all right, you know. So he said, if that happens, you better don't be up in the evangelist quarter. You come down to church and get belt underneath a pew or something, and I said, you serious? He said, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so I was up there, and as I was sitting up there in the evangelist quarter, I was reading some, all of a sudden my phone goes off. Eh, 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 eh. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, all right. But Cyrene is not on, so it's okay. So all of a sudden the Cyrene goes off. He said, that never happens. <laughs> but it happened right there. So you should have seen me. And he told me, the Sarin goes off, he sure didn't want to be, he wouldn't be, want to be in the evangelist quarter, so I didn't want to be there either. So the pastor texts me a few seconds later, and he says, Brother Krause, looks like there was a tornado coming your way. I said, well, thank you. <laughs> All by myself up there. So I ran downstairs to the church and got myself under a pew and called my mama. <laughs> I'm not even lying. <laughs> 
Amen. Anyway, tornado went over. So praise God. It's good to be in the house of God. Amen. And I hope we don't have to get under a pew today. But we'll follow the lead of the bishop, I guess, today. So whatever he says, we'll do. But uh, I'm, I'm thankful to be in the house of God. I'm thankful to see all of you. Thank you so much for having us today. And uh, thank you, Brother Vasquez, man. He's, he is a jewel of a man, wonderful man of God that we have learned to cherish in Germany. We're very thankful for all that God has done through him in the last couple of years. He's been with us several times at our conferences, at our German conferences. And he's blessed us tremendously, not just at the conference, but even, um, even uh, throughout, actually, our churches. And especially in the church in Augsburg, we're so glad that uh, you have shared him with us. So, Brother Vasquez, I want to say we love you, we appreciate you. And uh, he's top of our list, so he's going to be the first that's going to come. He's been calling me several times. He said, is it, is it open yet? Is it open yet? Can we come? And he wants to come, and we want him to come to Germany. And he's always been a blessing. And I know he's a blessing to you all. Praise God. I want to give honor to the bishop today, Bishop Wilson. Thank you so much for your kindness. And he stood at my door the other day. He wanted to take me out for a sandwich. Boy, I was just coming back from Germany with Jedlick. And you should have seen me. I was miserable the last couple of days. And you should didn't want to spend time with me. But uh, he's a great man of God. And I thank him for his kindness, hospitality. And uh, I thank this church for your hospitality. Thank you for letting me stay in your evangelist quarter throughout this deputation time. I'm deputizing right now. Um, through the Mississippi district for the next next couple of weeks and so you might be seeing me or my car here on and off so thank you so much anyway I'm so glad to be here to tell you today about Germany and the great things that God has done in Germany it's a beautiful country and uh, I don't know if we are ready with this video. Are, are you guys ready for that video? Okay, we got a little video that we prepared. And I'd like for you to join or, or enjoy that video with us here. Uh, it will explain a whole lot about the things that are going on in Germany. So just uh, lean back and enjoy this video with me. Praise the Lord, everyone. My name is Pastor Horst Kraus. And I am the ALJC missionary to Germany. And today, I would like to introduce you to the country of Germany. Germany, it is a small country with 16 states in the heart of Europe. The size of Germany is about the size of the US state of Montana. And a small country, but with a lot of history. 82 million people call Germany their home. Because of the high population, many live in apartment complexes and use public transportation, walk or ride bikes, the cost of living is very high due to the high taxes and the population. For example, one gallon of gas costs approximately eight US dollars. Germany is predominantly Catholic in the South and Protestant or even atheist in the North. Though Germany is a Christian country, religion is just a tradition and atheism is growing. People trust in their money and believe they do not need God or even doubt that there is a God at all.
There's only about 10 apostolic churches in all of Germany. Some families travel hours to be able to go to a truth-speaking church. We pastor the church in Augsburg, Germany, and have started a daughter work in Munich. Augsburg is a very active and rapidly growing revival church. We believe the fire it has started will affect many other churches throughout Germany. To be able to do what we do, we have a CSE Institute that grows new converts into passionate Christians that find their purpose in the kingdom of God. The Munich Church has grown in number and spirit the last several years, and we have Bible studies, prayer meetings, and weekly services. When we go on the streets to evangelize, we feel the strongholds that have been put up for decades have been falling, and the German people are now more open than ever to the Spirit of God, the Bible, and its truths. Germany is dying spiritually. We need the fire of the Holy Ghost to be preached, and a country whose roots lay in Christianity must again revive those roots of truth and the Word of God. Thank you for having us tonight, and thank you for your support and for your prayers for the beautiful country of Germany. Unfortunately, I can't have my family with me, but here, is my family greeting you tonight. Christ in him. Praise the Lord. We are so sorry we can't be with you. We wish we were there and we could worship with you, but we believe that we have a powerful and a mighty service with my husband. We are staying here in Germany and taking care of the churches, but we know that he will bring, be a blessing to you guys. God bless you. Auf Wiedersehen. Amen. Can we thank the Lord? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Great things that are happening in Germany. We're very thankful and fortunate to be able to be work, working there. Uh, I've been pastoring there in Augsburg for now 18 years, and the Lord's really blessed us throughout that time. And uh, we have been able to grow the church in Augsburg as well, the churches uh, in Munich and all throughout Germany. Um, we are overseeing about eight churches right now and thankful for the ability to work with all these pastors and those wonderful leaders throughout the country. Praise God. Um, well, I, I want to tell you a little bit about uh, the two churches that we pastor and the situation that we got going on right now. In fact, um, we've, we've uh, actually we've gone through this uh, COVID pandemic situation in Germany just as well and we're still going through it in fact right now they're still going through a lockdown that has been last ever since uh, October and uh, people are not able to go out in the street unless for a great reason numbers are going back up again and you can imagine it's quite difficult in the country and throughout the country it was almost like escaping a little bit out of that country and out of uh, prison for me coming over to the States so but I'm thankful to be here and I'm thankful for what God is doing and slow Slowly but surely things are changing there as well and uh, we're hoping that that's going to happen rather soon and um, uh, but anyway throughout the season of course we were hit pretty bad but not our church we're thankful for the things God has done and of course that protection that God has given throughout our churches we had one case actually that has come to our church and and it never spread though so thankfully we're very thankful for what God has done but now although 
um, you know, uh, that didn't happen, we still were affected because uh, we're, we're thankful, though, for the ability to have freedom of religion in Germany. Now, according to our Constitution, we are protected for that freedom. And if you know a little bit of history, but Germany's uh, constitution is basically built by the Americans, man, by America. So uh, after the World War, Second World War in 1945, all the Allies got together and put our constitution together. So some of the values we share with the United uh, with the United States and and uh, well, the United Pentecostal Church, what? <laughs> Almost. Almost United States, amen. Anyway, but uh, so we share those values and. Um, and we're, we're thankful for that because they can't shut us down in Germany. So they would like to try, but they can. What they can do is they give us a lot of restrictions. So we have to wear masks throughout the service. They, we have to wear um, uh, those masks. They call them the FFP2 masks, which are sealing right around your nose. So it's not just regular masks, but some really restricted masks. And uh, they're also, we have to keep the distances. And we're only able to have a certain amount of people in the sanctuary. And another thing that they told us, we're not allowed to sing. A Pentecostal church without singing, right? That's kind of strange. They, they make all those rules based on Catholics. But they don't sing a whole lot, I guess. But however, uh, we need to sing. But I told the church one good thing is that we don't sing in church, but we worship in church. Amen? Praise God. So I told them to worship with us. Amen? Praise God. Everybody knows what's meant by that. Amen? Uh, another thing is that we had to do, we had to split the church in two for the Sunday service. So to have two different uh, congregations, so that was actually something that we had planned anyway. And now COVID kind of forces into that. The reason we had, had that plan is because the building that we purchased about two years ago in Augsburg, we have outgrown that building. I don't, I don't know if you guys remember or not, but I've been here several years ago at a conference right here in this place. And we were raising money to buy chairs because we needed to fill that place. Well, we filled every one of those chairs. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So we outgrew that building and uh, we, we were able to seat about 180 people running about somewhere between 160, 170, somewhere there. And Lord's really blessed us. But now we had to split that church. We divided it. We got about 70 at least that we're able to fit now. In fact, this morning, both of those services, we have a 10 o'clock service and a 1 o'clock service. Both of those services were packed. Uh, they were even talking about possibly having a third service now because that building is quite full in each service. So we're thankful for that and for the growth that God has given. Even throughout this pandemic situation, God has given a great growth. We've seen people being baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost throughout. Amen. And uh, just last week... I. I, I've been doing my travels in the United States, uh, deputation travels, ever since March, actually. And I took a little break, went back for a wedding. I promised that couple that I was going to go back and get them married. And, uh, and I went into the service. And, you know, you have to understand, for a, about a whole year, they had not had uh, an altar service. And so... I came to the States, and we had altar service all throughout. And I, it seems like I, I've noticed, hey, that's missing. So I went back to Germany, and just last week I told the church, I said, you know what, we're going to dismiss the internet and everybody watching. So we did that. 
We prayed for everybody, watched, dismissed them. And then I told them, I said, listen, we're going to take a Corona break. And we did. And I'll tell you what, we had an altar service for an hour and a half. People got the Holy Ghost, got renewed. The youth got renewed. Let me tell you, there is nothing like meeting God in an altar. Amen. There's nothing like meeting the Lord, the presence of God in an altar. Hallelujah. God is working in the altar. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I was, I was so excited about that and thankful for the ability that we had. And uh, believe it or not, but nobody got, got COVID, so we were all fine. Praise God. COVID did take a break on us. Amen. The church in Augsburg got hit pretty bad. Now, we lost a building because the church was held in an old people's home. And because it was held there, that, that place was actually shut down. And we weren't able to actually uh, have access to that building. And so we couldn't have any services between uh, all the way from March all the way to October. We finally found the new building there and started that church back over in October again. We started with about 15 people. Now, if, you, if you're not able to hold services and be physically in services for several months at a time, that does something to people. And our people, they were so excited about coming back to church. They were so eager. We didn't have to ask them to do anything. They did anything just to be in church. Amen. And I'm so excited to report to you. But I got a report today that they were 30 people in church. Amen. Hallelujah. Just today. So I'm thankful for but God doubled the size within a few months and we're thankful there they were so eager telling people about jesus inviting people and, and I, I i told the church at oxford said man sometimes i wish you guys would be that way just just excited about church you know and uh, and, and thankful for the ability but anyway uh we're thankful for what god is doing now of course yes we went through uh, a little bit of a down season we had to go through a broadcast we were thankful that we raised some money to be able to actually set up our broadcast and about still about 30 percent of our people are still watching online only so please pray for germany and we need this pandemic we need this situation to go by so that people can live normal again amen praise god i believe that's the will of god in jesus name well, what I want to do today is I, want to, I would like to get you a little bit engaged in Germany today and give you the opportunity to engage in what we're doing over there. Now, more than anything, what we need, I believe, is prayer in Germany. Prayer will make a difference. You believe that? Prayer is needed. And I'll tell you today, I believe more than anything, I would like this church to pray for us. So what I'd like for you to do is, as you walk out later after the service, I would like for you to just walk by my booth over there. You can watch some of those pictures and things that are there. But most of all, please make sure to get one of these bookmarks. Amen. And, and take at least one, if not more, put them in your Bible. And whenever you open your Bible, you see my family and you see Germany on it. Would you just speak a little prayer for Germany? Amen. We need prayers in Germany. And I'd like to ask you not to just pray for Germany, but also pray for my family. Amen. Well, I got, I got teenagers in my house. Some of you parents know what I'm talking about. Right? Amen. We need some prayers. Amen. So please pray for my family. We I would really appreciate if you would speak a prayer for our kids as well. In Jesus' name. God is good. 
and he will take care of us and he will help us. Another way how, I, how, how you can get engaged today, now every one of you got one of these cards. And if you don't have one of these cards, then you can lift up your hand and our ushers uh, are going to help us today. And they're going to bring you one of these cards. But please, please just, just take a little look at this card. If you don't have one, where's, where's our usher? I see there, there's some hands up here. And man, our ushers with the cards. I don't know whether they're, they're getting ready. What's that? They're watching the weather. Okay. Well, some of these guys are going to help us here in just a little bit. Um, I'm going to explain just real quick what we're going to do with this card here. Because this is a, an important card. This is a pledge card for you today. But it's more than just a pledge card. And with the permission of your pastor, I will introduce this real quick to you. Now, if throughout the service, the Lord has quickened your heart to support us on a monthly basis. Now, individually here, not as a church, but you individually, if you feel like you would like to give something on a monthly basis to help us do what we do in Germany, to be there and, and, and do the work in Germany. I would appreciate that if you would take this opportunity today and circle one of these amounts. See, they got those cards. So lift up your hand, please. If you don't have one, they'll, they'll bring them to you. Thank you so much. So uh, circle one of these amounts or add another amount, whatever on the back, if it's a, a smaller amount or a larger amount, whatever the Lord is putting on your heart today, amen. Please support us on a monthly basis because that is what's keeping us in Germany and what's keeping the ball rolling over there in Germany. I would appreciate if you would do that today. And uh, also, uh, you, there's an opportunity to pledge for a one-time offering. So maybe you would like to support us. Maybe, maybe you don't want to do that monthly, but you would like to give a one-time offering. And we have several projects that we're trying, that I'm trying to raise money as I'm traveling right now. And one of it is, is a very important part. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to raise $20,000 for a car. We need a car very desperately in Germany. Amen. In order to transport Brother Vasquez with two, 160 miles an hour. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> amen. But, <laughs> amen. But, but we need a car to be able to travel. We've also been appointed to go over to Italy. So we travel quite uh, several times over there to Italy as well. And, and we desperately need a car. I'm trying to raise $20,000. I've already raised quite a good amount there. But I, I think we can raise the rest today, man. If you feel like you, you want to give towards that a certain amount, that you can just write it down, promise, make a pledge, or, or, or just um, write a check and give it to the church or whatever. And I'm sure they're going to pass it on to us. And all the giving, of course, even the monthly pledges, please make sure to understand all the giving is going to be done through the church. So whatever you want to, you pledge, just put it in an envelope once a month. Write Germany on there and throw it into the offering here. And your church, your pastor is going to make sure that's all going to be passed on to us. Amen. So I would appreciate if you would take, your, take a moment and just look at this and pray about this. Amen. How you can get engaged with Germany. Amen. On a monthly basis or even a one time. But here's another way. Another thing that I'd like to do to you, I don't just want you to pledge something to us. I'd like to make a promise to you today. That's why we pass them out to everyone. And that is everyone has an email, right? So if you have an email address, I'd like to ask you to please make sure to write that email address on there. And I promise you that just about every other month, you're going to get a newsletter, first-hand information from us about what's going on in Germany. Amen? 
Now, the last time that I've actually come through and deputized through this region, I've been at conferences, yes, but to deputize was about 10 years ago. That's when my family came. Some of you remember that? I, probably not, see? <laughs> Only the pastor, right? My family, my children were little, and we came through here, and that's when I preached for you guys and introduced you about uh, what's going on in Germany. And, of course, we had conferences and camp meetings and all that kind of stuff. You're fortunate that those things have happened here. But it takes us that long to actually reroute and come through this area and preach again. So I don't want you to wait another 10 years to get an update on Germany. Amen. So that's why you get a newsletter. If you sign up for that, and I promise you that's all we're going to use your email address for, okay? So just put your email address on there. I'd like to leave with all of these cards tonight. Is that all right? Will you help me today? Amen. So make sure throughout the service or even at the end of the service, fill it out. Put your email address on there, and you can just drop it over there at the table. Or just give it to me, whatever you feel like, and, and I know you will be blessed. Amen. Another project uh, that I wanted to just mention real quick is we have a vision. A vision that our what missions uh, director is even casting all throughout our department. But we share that vision to establish Bible school all throughout Germany. Amen. In order to do that, we're establishing the district of the ALJC of Germany. Now, we have not done it yet because we've grown individual churches and we're trying to tie all that together. So we're in the process of establishing the district and we're in the process of establishing a nationwide Bible school in order to train ministers and in order to license ministers all throughout the country of Germany. Now, I don't know, that might not excite you, but it excites me because I know that will be a tool to grow even greater and bigger in Germany. Amen. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for supporting Germany. And I know this church is a missions-minded church, right? Amen. Amen. This is a missions-minded church. And I want to say thank you on behalf of the World Missions Department and all the missionaries and our family. Thank you so much for all you do, for all your support. I know that your pastor is traveling to several regions and is a blessing to several missionaries. Everybody's talking highly about him. And we're so thankful to be connected with you as well. Amen. Praise God. God is good. Amen. He is a great God. Amen. And I'm thankful to be here tonight. Now, uh, if you have any further questions about Germany, I'll be glad to meet you later on at the booth back there and answer any question. And, uh, and I, I'm glad that uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll be blessed um, by that. But what I want to do tonight is I want to take a moment and just speak or share a word with you tonight, if that's okay. Is that all right? Um, I have, I've gotten back on Tuesday from Germany, and um, I've had, I think this is my seventh service this week that I'm having. I don't know how many services you had this week, but I've had quite a few services, and I'm thankful for that. But I want you to know that, you know, I, I struggled when we started deputation. I struggled. I mean, having seven services, you know, how do you handle that, and how do you... How do you do that? I struggle. How am I going to worship? How am I supposed to do all of that? And, and you know, the Lord spoke to me. He told me, if you worship me the same way everywhere you do, I will bless your ministry. 
And he showed me that it is important to take every service serious. So none of the services that we go to is just another service. I refuse to just go to another service. And I felt the Spirit of God right here in this place earlier. And I know that God is getting ready to do something. He wants to do something even tonight. So I've been praying about the service. I got up this morning early and I've been praying. And honestly, I was wrestling a little bit in prayer. I was wrestling about the service. And I, 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 the Lord has placed something on my heart. And I said, God, are you sure you want me to preach that? And I'm, I'm not sure, but, but, but I was kind of back and forth. And, and so what I'm going to be preaching today is not just a typical missionary sermon today. But I want to get a little bit... Of, deeper than that if you allow me today amen is that all right some of you might know me but most of you probably don't know me and that's going to be good because if i mess up i'll be out of here so <laughs> but if not you know i know that it's not about me it's all about god amen i would like to take a moment and just speak to the church here i want to speak to the leaders i want to speak to the young man here and I want to speak to every new person here because I feel like the Lord has placed something on my heart, a revelation that God has shared with me several years ago that has been a blessing and has helped me in my ministry. So would you stand up with me as we are reading Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Amen. Once again... I hope this is okay, but this is not a typical message. But I really feel like the Lord is placing that on my heart. And I believe we will be blessed by this today. The Bible says, Obey them that have the rule over you. And submit yourself. Everyone say submit. For they watch for your souls as they that must give account. That they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for you. And I want to speak to you today about your role and the role of your leadership today. I want to speak to you today about a revelation that I'd like to simply call the over-under factor. You with me? The over-under factor. And I believe God is going to pour out His Spirit today, but I believe God is going to give us a revelation. And He's going to help us to get deeper and to release the power of God in our ministries today. That's what I feel. So would you put your Bible aside and just lift up your hand with me? And just pray with me right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord, and I give you all the glory, Jesus. God, help me, Lord. Preach to me and through me, Jesus, and help me, Lord. Give us understanding and a spirit of unity, Lord, and a spirit of an open heart, God. Use us, Lord, and release your power, Lord, through us, God, and help us, Lord, so that we have understanding, Lord. 
and revelation in your name and in your power. Lord, I thank you and I give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I want you to know that I've not spoken about this subject to your pastor or to your bishop. This is simply what the Lord has placed in my heart. And it is up to you how you will receive this, no matter where you are standing in your life. Amen. This is no correction. This is just a guideline for you to help you to understand what the will of the Lord is in your life. Now, one of the most unliked words in our generations of today is the word authority. Ever heard that word? (laughs) Authority. People don't like to have authority in their life, amen? They don't like to be under authority in their life because they have this stupid idea or this strange idea, better to say, that it is okay to do whatever they want, amen? But as soon as we get out into this world and we meet our boss or meet somebody that's over us, we experience something that's called authority, amen? But we still struggle with that. Having someone over you is actually a very biblical concept. If we look at Adam and Eve, amen, there is a certain role that God has given in Adam and Eve and there is a submission there that needs to take place as well, amen. We see the, first, the, the principle of the firstborn. We see that not every child in the Old Testament was about the same, but there was a principle of the firstborn, amen. We see that Aaron was the spiritual leader, the priest in the Old Testament, amen. Priests, but even in the monarchy. Now we see Moses. We see Moses who was a leader, and, and we were actually just talking today about Moses being actually like a political leader, basically. Somebody who was bringing people from one place to another. But there was a priest, there was a certain authority that was placed even above Moses. And then we see the priests and their role in the monarchy that started in the Bible. The king was never greater than the priest. The king needed to go back into the house of God and counsel with the priest about what the will of God was and whether they're going to win or what they're going to lose or whatever's going to happen. Amen. So there was a principle of authority. There was a principle of having someone over somebody so he can be powerful with what he was going to do. Amen. People in the Bible were blessed when they allowed these principles to come upon their lives. Amen. And I want to ask you today, why would we want to change that in our life? This world has twisted that idea so much that it's so hard for us to understand what real authority means and the blessings through authority. Amen. It is still important that a house is based on the right order that God has given Now, our God is a God of order, right? Amen. He's a God of order. Amen. So God is the head of the man and the man is the head of the wife. Amen. People nowadays, they twist those things and the husband doesn't know if he's the husband and the wife doesn't know what she is and what role she is playing. And it's all twisted and perverted so that those roles are mixed and twisted around. 
But I'm thankful for a God that has a purpose for us. There is a purpose for us even before we were born. Amen. There is a purpose for us and a role that God has given for us. And if we follow that role, it's going to be perfect. Amen. So, but still, everyone likes to have authority though. And walk in authority themselves. But no one likes to submit themselves under authority. Here's a revelation that God gave me just a little while ago. I, I talked with one of our ministers back in Germany. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, anointing comes through the Lord. But authority through the ministry. I hope you understand that. I believe there's people that are anointed. Amen. I believe there's people that are anointed in their preaching and in their ministry. But you don't just need an anointing. You need an authority. Amen. You need a place to go through. You need something in a channel that God has chosen to bring that authority into your life. I want God to use my hands. Amen. I want God to use my, my, my words and my prayers. Amen. Don't you want God to use you? Anybody want to be used by God? We all want to be used by God, amen? We want to be effective in our ministry. And I believe I'm going to give you a tool today that is going to help you to be effective in your ministry. Going to be effective in your life and in your family today. Truth is, authority is given. It's never earned and you don't buy it. It is given by the Lord, amen? Through the ministry. People like to be in charge. But they hate. If someone else is in charge. People like to keep a hand on the wheel. But they don't like it. If someone else is messing with the wheel. Amen. People love it. When, when, when God does miracles in their life. Amen. Through them. Amen. But no one can tell them what they need to do in their life. No one can tell them how to run their house. No one can tell them. And tell me my spirit, uh, about my spiritual life and that it is not right. Amen. I know this is a little bit more serious, but bear with me today, all right? Because I, I'm just about, I, I want to just, I want to share my heart with you today. Is that all right? I, I, I told you, I don't go around and preach this. I preach seven times, but I've not preached this message or any, any, any this week. And, and, and so I believe God wants to do something today. There's only one way how we can walk in real authority. And that is if we follow authority. What are you talking about, missionary here? I want to show you a principle in the Bible. I want to show you something that a man saw in the Bible and explained. And we're going to go to Luke chapter 7, verse 1. If you open your Bible with me real quick, just, just uh, let's, let's read in that. I, I need... I need a young man to grab a microphone and read this for me today. Is somebody here? Grab a microphone and read that. Thank you. Luke chapter 1. We're going to read it together here, but he's going to read it for us. So we're just going to go verse by verse. We're going to read about uh, 10 verses right here. Okay, you with me? Luke chapter 1. Brother, go ahead and read. Uh, uh, excuse me. Chapter 7, verse 1. I said it wrong. Luke chapter 7.
Somebody turn that microphone on, please. Number one. There we go. Now, when he had ended all his sayings in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. And when he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him that he would come and heal his servant. Mm -hmm. And when they came to Jesus, they besought him instantly, saying that he was worthy for, for whom he should do this. For he loveth our nation, and he hath built us a synagogue. Then Jesus went with them, and when he was now not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying unto him, Lord, trouble not thyself, for I am not worthy that thou shouldest enter under my roof. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee. Okay, stop right there. Now, now, I hope you understand what the situation is right here. We have a centurion. Now, a guard, a, 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 a military guy, if you please, amen. And, and, and he's over these people, and he's a great, he seems to be a great guy. But now the centurion, he's got somebody at his house that is sick and is just about to die. And so the centurion is hearing about Jesus being in the area, right? He's in Capernaum, and he's walking around. And so the centurion is deciding to say, hey, why don't you walk? He's sending in a, a servant. He said, why don't you walk over there and tell Jesus about this person right here and tell him that he should please heal him. So they went over there and told him, hey, Jesus, there's this centurion, and he needs healing for, his, uh, for, for the guy at his house right there. And so Jesus is kind of impressed, right? And so Jesus says, well, you know what? I'm not just going to speak, but I'm just going to walk over there. And I want to see the centurion and see what's happening there. And so as this guy, as, 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 excuse me, as, this, as Jesus is actually walking towards the centurion, centurion hears that Jesus is coming his way. And so he's sending another, another guy out and he says, oh, Jesus, I'm not worthy for you to come back. Amen. So read verse 7 once again. Wherefore, neither thought I myself worthy to come unto thee, but say in a word, and my servant shall be healed. Uh-huh. See that? He said, I'm not worthy for you to come to my house. He says, Jesus, you don't need to come. Just speak a word. Speak a word and this guy will be healed. Right. Amen. Right. How simple is that? Amen. Jesus, speak authority. Amen. Because authority is given. Now, now here's why... Why would this guy understand? Now, he was a heathen. He was not a Jewish person. And he, he, how would he understand that Jesus only needed to speak a word and not come and touch him or do any other kind of things? And so he says, Jesus, speak a word. And now he's explaining why. Listen real close. Next verse. For I also am a man set under authority. I, I also am a man. Yeah. Him as a centurion, he is a man set under authority. Continue. Having under me soldiers. Having under me soldiers. You understand this? He, he brings a principle and he, that he understands that because he is set under authority, right. that's the reason why he has authority himself. Amen. Right, right. Somebody with me here. Yes. That's a wonderful principle. And this man understood that principle. So just continue to read that. And I say unto one, go, and he goeth. And to another, come, and he cometh. And to my servant, do this, and he doeth it. Woo! I call this the over-under factor. Yeah. 
This man understood that he needed to place himself under authority so he can be in authority. Amen? Now, Jesus, look at this. Continue to read. When Jesus heard these things, mm. he marveled at him. Wow. And turned him about and said unto the people that followed him, I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. One more. And they that were sent returning to the house found the servant whole that had been sick. Now, I hope you're with me right now. This man understood that he needed to place himself under authority so he can walk in authority. The only reason why he was able to tell his soldiers to do this and to that was actually because he had authority given to him. Amen. And I believe this works in the spiritual the same way. The over-under factor works the same way. Jesus was placed or has placed himself under authority. As a man, he was under the authority of the spiritual. You with me? Amen. And that's why he submitted his flesh under the spiritual. And that's why he was able to walk in the spiritual. Amen. And this man understood that it's, it works the same way for us. If we place ourselves under authority, we will be able to walk in authority. You want God to use your hands. You want God to use your prayers. I want to tell you today, place yourself and your family under the authority of a leadership in the church. And God will bless your ministry. You want to be a preacher? You want to be a prophet? Amen. God will use you if you'll be willing to place yourself under that authority. Young man, listen to me today. I don't know where you're going to, what you're going to do, but I know there are some guys here that want to be preachers. I know there's some people that want to be used. I believe everyone here. But the secret is, is if we place ourselves under authority. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You might be in that, and you, this is not the first time you hear this, but I want to impose this today and bring it to you and tell you you're doing the right thing. But it's, it's, it's a process. It's not always that easy to place yourself under authority. Because we're being taught by this world that we got it going. We know, and you know, that's true. I'm not saying you don't know. But I'm telling you today, God will use it greatly. I was a young minister when I started 18 years ago. I still am young, thank God. <laughs> but back then, I pastored several years down the road. And the Lord has given us a vision that my wife and I, that we were going to be full-time ministers. And, 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 and it came that several years later, we actually stepped out in faith and we, we became full-time ministers. Now, we didn't get full-time paid, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but we, we did the full-time job, all right? But nevertheless, we got a certain pay from the church. And we thought we're stepping out in faith. And we thought this is the will of God and it's going to be great. And then all of a sudden, we got mail. And in that mail, there was, there was a bill. And the bill was $9,000 for the church. And the church had to pay $9,000 back on a utility bill. And so here we were, stepping out in faith, believing God is going to use us. And all of a sudden, we're getting this $9,000 check, right? So my wife and I, you know, as humble as we were, we were like, you know what? 
we, I took her out to eat and I talked with her and we said, you know what, maybe this is just not the time. Maybe we'll just have to wait a couple more years. And so we decided we're going to step back and we're not going to let the church pay us and we're going to try to use that money to pay these bills and all of that and blah, 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 blah. And so my wife and I, we had a good feeling. We went out to eat and discussed this whole situation. And finally we went back home and, 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 and uh, the next day we were gonna, I was going to go back to the unemployment office and, and file unemployed and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and we just felt good about it. But then, right before we went to sleep, I said, well, you know what? Let me just call pastor real quick and just run it by the pastor. And so she went upstairs and I went to the phone and I grabbed my phone. And you know how, how, how we like to run things by the pastor. We want to get advice. But, but you got you to gotta think about what's really, what is advice? Somebody came the other day to us and they were like, they were like, oh, pastor, we want to have some advice about moving, but the moving truck was already sitting outside. Well, that's not advice, amen? You with me? And sometimes we just run things by our pastor after all the decisions is made. That's not really advice. It's just telling the facts. I mean, just telling what we want to do, right? And you ask pastor to pray with you, but then you already got your mind set up. But anyway, that's how I, how I dealt. You know, I was there. So I'm going to run it by my pastor. So I called my pastor. And as I called him, I, ex- I started explaining the whole situation. I said, Pastor, this is what the situation is. And we just don't feel like this is the time. And, you know, we want to step back. And I explained and explained for about 10 minutes or so. And my pastor was very quiet on the phone, which he usually is not very quiet. <laughs> and, uh, and he just said, okay, okay. And so I talked for about 10 minutes and all he said, mm-hmm. So about 15 minutes later, I was like, well, well that, 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 that's the situation, Pastor. And he says, are you done? I said, uh, well, well, yeah, I am done. And he said, the Lord just spoke to me and told me you want to call me. And he started saying, who do you think you are? And he told me that I was wrong and he chewed me out. He said that I was making a problem that's the church's problem, my own problem. And who do I think that I am to be able to take that problem? It's God's problem. And he started chewing me out on the phone. He goes, my phone was going crazy. And I was like, what in the world? I thought he was going to say, well, yeah, we'll support you. We believe in you. But he was just going all crazy. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. In myself, I thought, well, who do you think you are? You're 8,000 miles away from me. You don't know what I'm going through. I mean, I didn't tell him that, but that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm just human, right? I'm just me being horse crowds. You with me still? All right. See, I, I just, I struggled. Brother, Brother Vasquez, I, I struggled. I, I thought he was wrong. I thought that he probably didn't even listen or hear from God or whatever. I just had my own made, my mind made up. And, 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 and so finally he told me, he said, because this was a Saturday night. He said, you need to go in front of that church tomorrow. And you need to take an offering. And it will be $9,000. I said, are you, I didn't say, I thought, I thought, are you out of your mind? I mean, we were maybe, 
40 people at that time in the church. $9,000 with 40 people? I didn't like what he was saying. I didn't agree with what my pastor was saying. But I, I got reminded by the Spirit of God, I believe, that I needed to be obedient. And I, I, I don't know much, but I know that when my pastor says something, I needed to give it a try, give it a chance. So I told him, I said, Pastor, I don't think you're right. You don't tell that to your pastor. <laughs> but I did. <laughs> I, I think you're wrong. And I don't agree with what you're saying. But I need to be obedient. And I'm going to do it anyway. And so finally, I said, all right, I'm going to try tomorrow. But if it doesn't work, we'll do it my way. Have you ever done that to yourself or to a man of God? I don't know. But, but I've, I've done it. And I'm just being transparent. Is that all right? And so, so finally, here we are next, next day. And I was, I was sitting, we had a, an office right behind our pul uh, pulpit back there. And I was sitting in the office. I was sweating. And, and, and I was just so nervous. And, and I peeked out and I looked out. And there were maybe 20 people right before service. And I thought, how in the world is this going to happen? How are we going to take up $9,000? And this is not, I, I, I was doubting. I'm just being honest. I was, me as a man of God, as a pastor, I doubted that we're going to be able to do that anyway. But I walked in obedience. And so as I stepped out there, there were maybe 30 people in the congregation. As I stepped out there, I, I, I told the church about the situation and explained to the church what was going on. And I kid you not, but there was a spirit that moved in as I told them. A spirit of giving that moved in. And all of a sudden, I saw how people were touched and they pulled out some papers and some people wrote things down. And I had one family wrote down, we're going to sell our car. We're going to sell our washing machine. And then at the end of the day, I tell you what, we raised $9,000 in that service. Don't you tell me God can do it. If God is in it, anything can happen. Hallelujah. If you follow the will of God, hallelujah, it is authority. Anything can happen. Woo! $9,000 with only 30 people. If the spirit of giving moves into the place, God can raise thousands of dollars. No problem. He owns it all. But I'll tell you what, it was a fight. And it wasn't easy. So you hear me what I'm saying today. Sometimes we have to walk in obedience. Amen. And there is a man of God that God has placed in our life. There's authority. There's leadership. And I don't know how this leadership works in the church your size. I have no idea. But I know that there is authority. Amen. And it's important that we place ourselves under that. And why is that so important? And I want to give you an example today. You still with me? Now, there's a story of Jonathan in the, first, in the first book of Samuel, right? And we know Jonathan and his armor bearer. He took his armor bearer and he went over to fight the Philistines. Now, we're not going to read much about it, but we're just going to, I'm just going to go through the story. But, but there, he was fighting the Philistines. Now, he took his armor bearer and there were hundreds and thousands of Philistines that they were going to fight and they're going to slay down. Amen. And we know that in the Bible it says that when Jonathan went ahead and he had his armor bearer right behind him, Jonathan was slaying down the enemy. And the armor bearer right behind him killed the enemy. You with me? Now why is that so important? 
why, why is that so important? I want to tell you why it is. And, and what I want to do today is I want to, I want to, I need some help. I need some guys that will help me today. I need, I need an, an armor bearer. Somebody that's a good, good armor bearer. Nobody? <laughs> Amen. All right. Why don't you get your sword? Got a Bible? Oh, yeah. Amen. Now that's a sword. Now, an armor bearer is that kind of guy that's right behind the man of God. And whatever the, the man of God is killing, he is killing himself. Amen? Come on. So just walk right behind me, okay? Now you're going to follow the man of God. Whatever he brings down, you're going to bring down as well. Is that all fighting you can do? Come on. Yes. Yes. So yeah, you need to stay right behind me and follow me, all right? Whatever happens, you're going to stay behind me, all right? Okay. Now I need an enemy. Anybody enemy here? Anybody want to fight me today? I'm short, so don't worry. Nobody? Huh? Ah, guys, yeah. Any guys? Come on. All right, I need one enemy. Yeah, he's a little taller than I. All right, and I need another one. You want to, you want to do? Yeah. He's my size. I don't care. I could fight anybody. That's fine. All right, now you follow me, right? Stay right behind me. Don't fall asleep, right? Okay, so here's the enemy. Now you get behind each other, okay? We're going to fight one after another, right? So enemy, why don't you come over here? So I'm fighting the enemy, all right? Now as I'm fighting the enemy... What's up? I mean, I didn't... Okay. Well, we're, we're going we're gonna... to... All right, just fight a little bit, all right? So as I'm trying to fight the enemy here... You know, Trying to bring him down. Now, that's pretty easy. Look at him. <laughs> you ready? Okay. Now, I'm trying to fight him. As I'm trying to bring him down, I'm finally, I bring him down. Right? Go down. And, and, and the armor bearer is right behind me, ready to fight. You ready? All right. Take your sword in both hands, buddy. Come on. So, I'm bringing down the enemy. All right? And as I'm bringing down and I'm fighting the next enemy, come on, as I'm fighting, now he's got a job over there, right? And his job is now to kill the enemy, right? Go ahead and kill him. Yeah. That's some killing boys right there. Woo! So I'm bringing down the next enemy, and your job is to come right after me. And as I'm fighting the next one, kill him. Woo! You must be a hunter or something, right? So you got the deal. Now we're going to try to play this again, all right? All right. Now follow me. Come on. What's up with you? And the armor bearer. All right, so now we're going to try to play this again. And you're just going to do it slightly different, but just watch exactly, okay? Now here's, here's the enemy. Now this is just, here's the man of God. This is your pastor. And this is your enemy. And he's fighting your enemy. He's fighting all the things that you are facing in your life. He's fighting your pornography, amen? He's fighting the devil. He's fighting the, the demons out of your life. And whatever is coming against you, he's trying to bring it down. Come on, somebody. You have a man of God that is praying for you. You have a man of God that is fighting the enemy for you and trying to bring him down. He's bringing those spirits down. He's bringing the devil down. And it is time for you to bring those things out as well. So the man of God, whatever he's preaching, whatever comes through the pulpit, that's the enemy. Come on, enemy. Come a little over here. Man, that's the enemy. We're still fighting, okay? So 
And, and, and so the, the, the man of God, he's preaching over the pulpit. He's preaching against sin. This is sin, right? You with me? And so he's bringing down, by preaching against sin, he is bringing down the enemy. And then he will be busy with the next one. All right. Just, and so while the man of God is busy, He's brought down the sin on Sunday over the pulpit. Amen. On Wednesday when he was teaching, he brought down the sin. But now the armor bearer comes over. And he looks at the enemy. And then just look down. Come on. Come on. A little closer. And just, just pat him a little bit. Man, I feel so sorry for you. you know, I know I'm supposed to kill you. But you know what? I, I just feel a little sorry, right? Is that right? Come on, just, just pat him a little bit and say, you know, I, man, you're bleeding. and yeah, yeah, God, yeah, that's right. Amen. Don't touch a man's hair. <laughs> Woo! Now he's an enemy. <laughs> so he feels pity. So instead of killing him, he just, come on. You got to play a little bit with me. Come on, yeah, yeah. So while I'm fighting here and I'm bringing this one, he just doesn't really kill the enemy, right? He just pats him on the shoulder. Now you're going to come down and we're going to bring him down. And, and you're going to be busy with this one. And while the pastor is trying to fight the next enemy, look at what happens. The enemy that he didn't kill is raising back up. And watch what happens. The enemy is now able to stab him directly in the back and there's no more passive between you and the enemy I want to tell you today that is the reason why you're fighting the same devils over and over again that is the reason why you fight the self sin over and over again it's because you're not killing what the man of God is bringing down it is time for us to place under the authority of the pulpit it is time for us to place ourselves under the authority of the man of God whatever he's bringing down let's kill it hallelujah let's bring it down in the name of Jesus the devil is a liar. Would you stand up with me? He's had you in the corner for so long. But I came to tell you today, there is an over-under factor. Hallelujah. And it's not hard. But whenever the man of God is preaching that over the pulpit, it is time for us to kill the enemy. It is time for us to bring it down. Let me tell you, there's been some things in your life that you've been hiding in the corner for times of when you are weak. Come on, you hear me? Whenever you feel weak and you just put it in the corner somewhere there, the devil, I mean, the devil had, had you lying because the man of God, he's brought it down. Man of God preached against it on Sunday. He brought the sin down and the situation in your life. He spoke about it and on Monday, we're ignoring it. We're ignoring it. Somebody with me, you know what I'm talking about. Today is the day where we're going to place ourselves under the authority. I'm, I'm not asking you to, to just get under the past without any question. Yes, question. Watch the man of God. Go into the prayer room and see who prays the loudest. Go into the prayer room and see who's praying up there, amen? And, and, and yeah, you need to test it. You need to watch it. But let me tell you. Whenever you know this is the man of God in your life, you need to trust it. Whenever you know God has placed this man upon your life, you need to start trusting it.
I'm speaking to some young ministers here, some young men of God that are going to be ministers, that are going to go out and be a blessing, whether you're in the church or even outside. I want to tell you today, I believe every man needs to have a pastor. Every woman and every man, every person. In fact, I believe even a pastor has to have a pastor. You with me? We can't preach that you cannot go to heaven without a pastor, but the pastor himself doesn't have one. I don't believe in that. I believe even a pastor has to have authority and accountability over him. Now, I might not be your favorite missionary now anymore because I'm preaching this. But let me tell you, this is something that's really going to help you today. This is something that's really going to help you in the future, in your ministry, and even in your family. I have families in my church. Whenever there's obstacles in their life, I know and I heard them say, we said before we're ever moving forward, we're going to call pastor. We're going to counsel. We're going to talk with him. I have families in my church that have been there for a long time. And they never do. And sometimes they run themselves into some trouble. And it's not that I know it better. But there's wisdom in the multitude of counsel. There's so much Bible principle that we see that this is right. We don't have to fight for ourselves. And alone. And most of the time these families come back and, and I've heard them say so many times, I wish we would have counseled with you before. I wish we would have come to you and prayed with you and talked to you. And I don't have the wisdom of this world. Not by any means. I was 21 when I first started pastoring. And I didn't know nothing. In fact, I feel today like I don't know nothing. Really. But I know one thing, I know who to address. I know who to go to. I know that I need to go to my pastor that the Lord has placed in my life. I know that I need to go on my knees and pray to God. How about you? So I feel like there's some people here that have struggled. Some people that have struggled with the same thing on and on again. Some things that the pastor has brought down through this pulpit over and over again but the Lord is telling you today he's given you the key how you can break that spirit you're with me if you're willing to place yourself under that authority and kill the enemy if the pastor's preaching against it don't play with it don't play with the fire if the pastor is bringing it down in the pulpit or in the lesson on Wednesday night. Don't just, 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 well, you know, that applies to brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so. It applies to uh, all of us. So whether you are a young minister or maybe you're a newcomer today, I want to I wanna give you this today. And it's for free. You don't have to support me for anything, okay? But it is for free. The over-under factor works for all of us. It's a principle for all of us, even in our house. The world will tell you different. The world will tell you, no, you're, you're your own master. And you can do your own thing. But let me tell you, that's just a lie. I've lived that lie. And some of you have lived that lie too. But it is time for us to place ourselves under the will of God. And whatever the Lord wants, we're going to do it. Somebody, know, somebody with me here. Would it be alright if we all moved down to this altar? I would like to ask and invite everyone. Please, everyone. I know we're 
But I think we have enough room in this altar here to suit everybody. Would you, would you come down and just pray with me a little bit? I know this is not a super intelligent message or anything, but it's, it's just something that is going to help us today. It's just something that is going to help us to step into the next level. Some of you have been struggling. You know what I feel? I feel like there's been some ministers here that have been stuck. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I just know that's what the Lord has placed on my heart. Have been stuck in their ministry just because of that reason. You've been disappointed. You've been hurt even by ministry. But let me tell you, just because a man hurt us, that doesn't release us from the principles of God. It doesn't excuse us from the principles. Those principles apply anyway. You just need to find the man of God and start trusting in God and in the man of God that the Lord has placed in your life. Because the principle of God will not change. So you've been hurt. I've been hurt. We all have been hurt. Whenever you deal with man, there's a great chance that you might get hurt. But don't you allow the devil to stop you because of the hurt. Don't you allow the devil to stop you and keep that sin in your life because of what others, others have done to you. So would you be so kind and close your eyes with me right now. Whatever your situation is today and your lack of trust, and you know, you know exactly where you're at. Why aren't you just sincere and honest to yourself today as honest as I've been and open and transparent as I've been to you today I wouldn't just preach this to everybody but let me tell you let's just, just be transparent here I am God God you know I'm struggling with this I love my pastor but but this is my struggle it's not about him it's about my struggle God God help me Lord to understand this principle God God in the name of Jesus forgive me Lord God forgive me for being stubborn God God, come on, there's somebody here that's been stuck right now and God is going to release you, hallelujah. God is going to turn you loose today. Come on right now, why don't you, why don't you lift up your voice right now and, and ask God for forgiveness. God, I need a, a new start right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I need you, Lord, to restart my ministry. Restart, Lord, my life, God, my prayer life, Lord, in the name of Jesus, God. I need you, Lord, right now to help me, Lord. Come on, let the music lift you up a little bit. Come on, come on, yes. Come on right now, hallelujah. Lord, in the name of Jesus, won't we just sincerely, come on, nobody's going to listen to you, but come on, just, just open your mouth and talk to God. God, here I am, forgive me, God. I know I've been stuck, God, I know. I've been in this for so long. I've, I've, I've been believing the lies of the devil and the excuses of my flesh. God, forgive me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. fight with authority in their life 
God has placed a man of God. God has placed parents in your life. God, forgive me, Lord. Help me, Lord, not to just seek after my own will, but God, whatever your will is. In the name of Jesus. Come on. Oh, there's some people here that have struggled with the same thing on and on again right now. This is the time for you to have a breakthrough right now. God, I'm laying it before you, God. God, I'm killing what the man of God has been preaching against, God. I'm killing this sin, Lord, in the name of Jesus. I want to get rid of it in Jesus' name. Come on, by the power that is given unto me in the name of Jesus right now. Kill that enemy. Hallelujah. Kill that enemy. Hallelujah. Kill it in the name of Jesus. Bring it down right now. Won't you lift up your hands right now? Yes, God, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Somebody continue right now. Oh, Jesus. Come on, God is moving through this place right now. He's giving you revelation right now in the name of Jesus.
why don't you reach over to somebody and pray with somebody right now in the name of Jesus. God, help us, Lord. In the name of Jesus, help my brother, help my sister. Come on, won't you pray for somebody right now, Lord? God, every chain, Lord, that has tried to tie this person down in the name of Jesus, I break it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, everything, every obstacle, every enemy that's trying to hold this person down, God, in the name of Jesus, I break it in the name of Jesus. I claim your spirit, Lord, and the freedom of the Holy Spirit over this people. God, over this congregation, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for a spirit of unity, Lord. Hallelujah. Spirit, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I believe it was in 1942 when the Ar German army soldiers and the SS has moved into Czechoslovakia. They have moved into Prague. And it's being told that the Czechoslovakian army, the soldiers were armed and they were standing there at the place, at the main place forget what the place's name is but it's at the main marketplace main square and they were standing there ready to fight the enemy and as they were standing there ready to fight the enemy they didn't see the SS and the army the German moving in but all of a sudden they heard a sound and what it was they moved in, they didn't see the enemy, but they heard the sound of the enemy. And it's this thing called goose steps. I don't know if you ever heard of that. But what it is, is when the army is marching together, and it sounds like one, it sounds like one voice. And one sound, but it was so powerful that it sounded like, even though it was one sound, like there's thousands of them. And so the army of the Czechoslovakian Republic was standing there, ready to fight. And the longer they heard that sound, the sound of unity. You listen to me today. The sound of unity. And as they were marching, and even though they never saw the enemy, the truth is that the Czechoslovakian, the soldiers were definitely way more than what the Germans were. But the sound of unity brought fear to their bones. And in the beginning, they were ready to fight. And the longer they listened to that sound of unity, the more they started going, uh, uh. And it's being told that it was not too long that they just dropped their weapons. They dropped their weapons. They brought a lining clothes with a white flag. And they put it out and surrendered. Not one bullet was fought over the Czechoslovakian Republic. And they took him in just like that. Let me tell you, the enemy needs to hear our sound. 
the enemy needs to hear our sound of unity. And when we walk in unity, they don't, the enemy's not going to look at us, but he needs to hear us. Amen? That's our sound of worship. When we praise together, when we pray together, there is a sound of unity. And I'm telling you, the devil is afraid of that sound of unity. When the church is getting together in unity and is marching in goosesteps, hallelujah. There's anything, anything that God can do with a church that walks in unity. Hallelujah. Let's walk in unity. Come on, why don't we lift our voices in unity right now? Why don't you praise the Lord with me? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, the devil is not going to prosper. Any weapon that is formed against you will not prosper in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! what ministering here tonight what worship everything good thank the Lord thank the Lord look at somebody and say I love you hallelujah together in one accord aren't we amen amen brother and sister Trich good to see you guys here tonight and your family and sister Vicky's daughter and where's sister Vicky sister Vicky Cummins her daughter and son-in-law and grandchildren. Good to have you. Thanks for coming. Brother and Sister Carter, I found you over there. Sister Carter, thank you for coming, taking time to worship with us tonight. Appreciate that. Come again. Amen. Don't forget Wednesday night service. Going to have a good time in the Lord. Be dismissed. Be safe in Jesus' name.